This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Right about now, seasonal excitement or dread is really starting to settle in, especially for small businesses. It's not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with stamps.com. Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Even save money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates up to 86% off. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code DAN, my first name, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter code DAN. That's Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter code DAN. Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. The deep state is metastasizing, but I'm convinced, ladies and gentlemen, convinced that things are changing. There's a U-turn happening now as more people get, you know, clockwork orange style, eyeballs opening up and they see what's going on. To, yeah, no, remember that? The, that was, yeah. the book's amazing. The movie, yeah, not so much. Some people like it. Tucker dropped an absolute bombshell last night on his show. He asked a question a lot of people are asking about Twitter, given that the Twitter files have been exposed. I know that you may think, oh, this story's getting old, but the angles to it are so vast and important to the future of this country and the Constitutional Republic that you, they simply can't be ignored. So let's just get right to it. I'm going to break this up into two clips. Here's question number one, where Tucker goes through the list of people Twitter's hired over the past few months and years, and they all have something in common, Joe. They're all either senior law enforcement people in the FBI, foreign intelligence people, or intelligence people. It's almost as if intel people gravitated towards Twitter. So strange how all that happened. Listen to this list right here. Check this out. Who would you hire? Well, obviously, since it's a tech business, you would hire tech people, coders, software engineers to keep the place running. Then you'd hire an administrative staff because you had to, some lawyers, a caterer, a flack or two, maybe an interior decorator if you wanted HQ to look good. But how many spies would you hire? Well, probably none. Spies have nothing to do with the mission of a social media company. They would not be needed. And you wouldn't hire any opera singers either. Yet, for some reason, Twitter seemed to need an awful lot of spies. The upper ranks of Twitter, we now know, were absolutely loaded with people who once did intel work for government agencies. At least 15 of these people, and possibly many more. Most of them were hired in the wake of Donald Trump's election. Now, let me just say, I got a little bit of experience in the law enforcement space on the federal side. When guys leave, when they left the Secret Service, some of them, very few, would go into kind of executive protection afterwards. Say, well, why, why so few, Dan? You guys protected the president. Wouldn't you be perfect as executive protection specialist? The answer is, guys don't want to do that again. Once you do it for the president, it's kind of hard to do it for Joey Bag of Donuts, you know, the, the country singer. It's just not the same. You have no assets, so guys don't do it. But guys would go in, so some of them would. Very few, but some of them would. Most of them would go and work for banks and financial institutions. Why? 
because I don't know if you know it or not, but the Secret Service does a ton of financial crime, counterfeit, credit card fraud. That's our thing. Why would they go over there? Because they had experience in the space, having investigated these cases for upwards of 20 years. What the hell are all these Intel people going over to a microblog site? Does it have something to do with the fact that the press use it to gather their own intelligence? The press use it as a modern day drudge report before he we went crazy. The press, I know, I go there too. Go to Twitter, they follow certain people, they scroll down in little micro blog fashion because you have to put it in neat, neat little nuggets. You can't roll on, roll on and on and on like Facebook. And you can put your entire show together and write your story, almost what you see off Twitter. Wouldn't it be great to control all that? It's kind of like the public consciousness, Joe. It's almost like the movie that's playing that we're all collectively watching is scrolling through Twitter in live time. Wouldn't it be amazing to control the public consciousness all at once, just like that? Yeah. How they all gravitated way over to Twitter. Now, again, if I didn't have experience in this space, understanding where these former law enforcement guys go and don't go, and intel guys, I'd say to you, okay, no big deal. Maybe one guy talked to another guy who talked to another guy. But all of these people finding their way over to Twitter, it's almost as if it worked out perfectly. It's almost as if they were winked and nodded at and told, hey, you know, it'd be really great if you went over to Twitter. I mean, we could keep talking after you leave. You know what I'm saying? Here's Tucker explaining part two of this. And this is the kick in the gonads that you really need to protect yourself against because this one's going to hurt. No cup. Twitter is a treasure trove of information, too. So it's not just that Intel people, governments, foreign and domestic, would find an interest in controlling the movie we're all watching on Twitter in live time. The narrative, whatever you'd like to call it. But think of the treasure trove of information. For those of you who aren't familiar with Twitter, and some of you may not be, there's a back-end portion of Twitter called DMs, direct messages. You don't post it publicly. It's kind of like an email system. It's really no different. Someone follows you and they're open to DMs, you can send them DMs. A lot of people do that. A lot of people who want access to public figures and press people, what they'll do is they'll DM them. A lot of people who are in the law enforcement intel domain may have used DMs, may have spoken on that back channel of people in the press and given up a whole lot of information. And now we find out Twitter possibly can read those DMs and may have a library of them. My gosh, that would be a treasure trove of info, wouldn't it? Listen to Tucker explain just that. What were these people doing all day at what was supposedly a social media company? Well, that's the question, isn't it? We know that James Baker, who came from the FBI, has been accused of secretly censoring incriminating internal files before Elon Musk could release them to the public. Baker was fired for that. So that's some of what James Baker was doing at Twitter. But how about Charles Smith of Twitter's Trust and Safety Department? Smith joined Twitter after working at U.S. Cyber Command. Hmm. Or how about Jeff Tokodger, formerly a director of Naval Counterintelligence? What was he doing? Or Kevin Michalina or Doug Hunt or Mark Jaruzewski or Douglas Turner, or Karen Walsh, Russell Handor, Vincent Lucera. All of these people once worked for the FBI as well. Their colleague Jeff Carlton came from the CIA. Patrick Conlon once worked at the NSA and so on. And it wasn't just American intel officers who found a home at Twitter. The company hired foreign spies, too. In January, Peter Zatko was fired from his position as Twitter's head of security. Reportedly, Zatko lost his job because he complained about the level of control that foreign intelligence agencies had over virtually all of Twitter's operations. 
According to Zatco, there were operatives on Twitter's payroll from other governments, including China and India, and they had access to private user data. And those are just the details that we know about. Elon Musk was asked recently how many former FBI agents are currently employed by Twitter, but he wouldn't say. It's all pretty weird. Could it be that while the rest of us imagined that Twitter was a social media site, a place to vent about politics and sports and the Kardashians, could it be that Twitter was actually, maybe primarily, a propaganda tool and intelligence gathering apparatus for a variety of intel agencies? Okay, there's a lot there. So time out, red flag. Let's go under the hood for review here. Let me tell you what I know. I know Tucker's people well, his producers and his crew. Matter of fact, up at Fox, my team for Unfiltered and Tucker's team sit right next to each other. Gee, can you attest to that? One group here, Tucker's group there. So we kind of know each other. Tucker's team is very good. They have some of the best sources in the business. Why? Because it's the biggest cable news show on television. So if you want to break a story, obviously, you go to the largest audience. So Tucker gets a lot of these scoops first. Why am I telling you that? Not telling you that to kiss Tucker's team's butts. No interest in doing that. They're nice people, but I'm telling you that because if you think Tucker just randomly brought up this story because he's speculating, he's like, oh, whatever. Twitter might be the world's largest intel gathering and propaganda tool. You're crazy. You would be bananas. There's a reason he's saying this. Clearly, and I haven't been up there. I haven't been up in about a week or so, so I haven't spoken about this story. But I'm telling you from experience, I have zero doubt that they got a tip on this. They clearly know something. Twitter is a treasure trove of information. The direct messages on Twitter are invaluable. Can you imagine the contact networks you can put together by seeing who people are direct messaging off the public grid on Twitter? Dude. Second. Oh, yeah. The propaganda value of having the world's largest movie narrative playing on the Twitter timeline at any given time. Every single prominent media person, journalist, fake news specialist, they're all blue check mark Twitter, Twitter people. They all read and respond to each other. What better way to influence what the world is talking about than to have your own intel people embedded like ticks deep inside of Twitter? Third, DMs, propaganda. Folks, it was obviously a super PAC for the Democrats. What better way than to get your deep state intelligence people protected against the Donald Trumps of the world and the drain the swamp people than to implant your deep state people inside of Twitter Wink and nod at them to go over there and influence operations over there to keep anyone looking to clean the deep state out from being able to broadcast their stuff on Twitter. Folks, I'm asking you to put two and two together, and I'm not trying to insert myself in the story. I didn't do it. They did. Don't you find it odd that the two people they released who were attacked by Twitter were me and Charlie Kirk? The guy who wrote the book called Spygate and Follow the Money about the Deep State, uh, this guy, and then Charlie Kirk, who is probably the most influential conservative when it comes to young students and the next generation. You don't find that weird? And then who do they ban from Twitter? Donald Trump, the, clean, the drain the swamp guy, the clean up the mess guy. Tucker's people did not throw this in the show because they were running out of a segment. We're like, oh, let's just throw that in there. That didn't happen. This also explains a lot. If Twitter is one giant 
government international propaganda tool and intel gathering operation, whether de facto or de jure. It explains the continued freakout by the left, trying to shut Elon down, threatening investigations, panicking publicly. It also explains some on the left who probably understand they're in DMs too and otherwise, and other things, if you know what I mean, emails and otherwise. It explains the Ro Khanna Ted Lieu 180, where some liberals all of a sudden are like, hey, we got to defend free speech in the Constitution. Really? You never said that before. Why are you saying it now? Are you guys implicated in this? Do you have DMs out there? Do you have emails with Twitter? I'd like to know. I don't believe any Democrat who's done a U-turn on this on free speech. The Democrats have never believed in free speech up on Capitol Hill, ever. All of a sudden, they're converts. The Enlightenment hit. The road to Damascus happened. Doubt it. It explains this by Jack, too. So Jack, who's a former CEO and co-founder of Twitter, he's at Jack on Twitter. He put up a link to this. It's like a kind of Substack thing, like a blog. And I want you to notice what he wrote. He's freaking out over Elon releasing this information. First, he has to get the, the obvious in there. I continue to believe there was no ill intent or hidden agendas and everyone acted accordingly. The best information we had at the time. Will you please stop, Jack? I don't know this guy. Again, I, he's like one of these wannabe bohemians with the big long beard and the nose ring. And he's trying to pretend to be the cool guy. I don't wear the suits guy. Whatever. I get it. Like, do, do your thing, Jack. But please stop the BS. The Twitter files are clear. You had no reason to ban Donald Trump. Your people told you that in the Slack messages, and you guys banned him anyway. That's just a fact. Stop pretending you had no ill intent. You told people on the record, Jack, that there was no shadow banning when my account was shadow banned and called ridiculously not safe for work. Charlie Kirk was put on a deamplification list. People still can't find my account on Twitter. By the way, I'm at D-B-O-N-G-I-N-O. If you'd like to follow me, you're going to have to do it direct because it's still hard to find me on Twitter. The accounts are shadow men. You're lying. So why put this out there? Because clearly Jack knows there's more to come. I'll put up a, uh, don't let me forget, the Elon post at the end of the show about Fauci. There's more to come, and I think this is going to get a lot worse. But here, I want you to read the second part of what Jack wrote on the link. He linked to this on Twitter. First, he tries to absolve themselves of any blame. We see that. And then he writes back to principles. Of course, governments want to shape and control the public conversation and will use every method at their disposal to do so, including the media. And the power of corporation wheels to do the same is only growing. It's critical people have tools to resist this. The tools are ultimately owned by the people. Oh, so fascinating that he brings this up now. You see, you see what he's doing here, guys? He's acknowledging because he understands as this information comes out that Twitter was linking shields, linking fingers, linking hands, linking arms with big government, suppressing and censoring free speech all the while they pretended to be the good guys. He's writing it right there. Of course, government wants to shape and control the public conversation. He's trying to get out ahead of the story. We could be looking at the biggest First Amendment scandal in American history easily. More in a minute, but first. Will a lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending? What about higher taxes? How will you protect your hard-earned savings from the reinvigorated left? The answer is gold. Gold is the world's oldest and most proven form of currency. It's there for you when inflation soars, when other assets go sideways. 
And that's why Birch Gold is so thrilled to introduce the new product that reimagines gold as currency, the gold back. This month, you'll get a free gold back for every $5,000 purchased when you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA with Birch Gold by December 22nd. Birch Gold will help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Here's how you do it. Text DAN to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and talk to one of their precious metals specialists. Plus, with every purchase you make before December 22nd, you'll get a free gold back. This is a great stocking stuffer just in time for Christmas. I buy my gold and have many times from Birch Gold. You can too. Text DAN to 989898. Protect your savings with gold today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Yeah, I, I, he says it right, Joe. He Jack writes as if he had nothing to do with this, as if yeah. he wasn't the co-founder, as if he wasn't the CEO, and as if he wasn't a major equity stakeholder in Twitter. Like, this just happened, and he was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, he had no idea what was going on. I love the way he does this. Like, he puts himself in the third person here. This guy, Jack, man, he should have really, oh, that's me. I mean, this is insane. This is crazy. Now, here's the next shoe to drop, folks. The next shoe to drop here is how deep does this rabbit hole go in this First Amendment scandal? We obviously know, according to the Twitter files, that Twitter was knee deep with the government and suppressing free speech in clear violation, clear violation of civil liberties. Matter of fact, it's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal by Philip Hamburger about how there may actually be criminal penalties here if they can prove that the government deputized Twitter and Twitter complied with censoring speech. That there, there may be criminal liability here. Now, it won't be under this Justice Department, but maybe another one. It's a good piece. I encourage you to check it out. But the next shoe to drop is how deep does this rabbit hole go? Folks, how many companies were involved in this other than Twitter? How many Intel people were working at Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat? I mean, Twilio, Shopify, YouTube, Google. How deep does this rabbit hole go? This wasn't just Twitter that may have been engaged in government-sponsored propaganda and intel gathering and censorship. It was a lot of other companies, too. The only question is how deep is their government involvement? The country needs to see exactly what's going on, how it's not, not just Twitter. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to The Dan Bongino Show wherever you get your podcasts.